This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Danielle Chason, and I am happy to welcome back Scott Zandbergen, with us here today, whoop, whoop, Scott is in the house. <laughs> I, I love being here. I... It's exciting. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I just like dancing. It gives me an excuse uh, to dance. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so listen, Scott, I am so pleased to have you back because um, we had a little chat about something unique that you've started doing, which is kind of a hybrid management service. And this is where you're not managing everything yourself. You're also not delegating everything to a management company, but you've decided Mm -hmm. to kind of hire somebody who I think he's just kind of in retirement, but used to be a contractor. And now he's kind of doing all the maintenance on your properties and managing your properties and your boots on the ground. So it's kind of a hybrid thing. It's kind of a property management service, but it's under your control. Yeah. I think you're a control freak, hey? What would you say? Yeah? <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to be a little bit, right? I mean, if you've got to be a little bit of a control freak, a little bit anal, I don't know. How, how can you not be in this business? I struggle with that every day, my friend. Every day. Yeah. I want to yeah. do everything myself. I get it. Um, but yeah, I just want to introduce you again to those of you who've not seen Scott on a previous episode. Um, just go back through the episode list on the podcast website. Uh, you will see Scott. We've got a little bit of backstory there with Scott. Uh, get to know him a little bit more. So um, came out of the corporate world, got out of the rat race, and is a full-time investor now. He and his wife uh, decided to start crazy, by the way, to start real estate investing full-time in COVID. So, But here <laughs> he is, still standing. It is possible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Listen, tell me a story, Scott, just so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit more. Um, uh, tell me a little bit of, um, I guess a little bit of a story with you and, and property managing and how that, how that worked out for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, uh, just, just, just to correct the record, I didn't, I didn't start during COVID because then I definitely would not be standing. I mean, I, <laughs> As, I, a career, as a full-time, full-time career, as a full-time career, yeah, you did. yeah yes. exactly. I had I had the kind of the portfolio built up to to give me the platform, um, and uh, but yeah, for for property managing, property managing, I've always done it myself, right? And um, yes, maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak. I love you know screening the tenants, and I some people think I'm crazy, but I kind of like the process of hunting for tenants. Um, I. I had a I had spent a few years early in my career in sales and you know learned a lot of sales skills and prospecting and relationship building and I just translated that into the whole you know finding tenants for my properties and then building relationships with them in the long run um, and so I didn't I didn't mind being that guy right to 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 do the marketing to find the tenants to screen them you know put them through the process meet them eventually and then. And then you know pick, and so I I've I've always kind of done it that way, um, um, especially when I got into doing duplexes back in about 2017 or so. You know, in, in relatively short order, had a bunch of them, bunch of duplexes, and of course that means you have two sets of tenants for every property, and then you have to start worrying about like 
inter-house dynamics between, you know, a family upstairs, a family downstairs, does one have pets, the other have pets, all those kinds of things all have to come into play. So I kind of liked that stuff and I still don't mind it. Um, it is a bit time consuming. Um, the stuff I never really liked though was, you know, once, once I get them in their house and they're happy and I give them a little welcome gift and there's all the warm and fuzzies and they're, you know, they're new forever, not forever home. They're in their new home. Um, then, you know, when a few months later, if they have issues and questions, like that's the kind of stuff where eventually I wanted to figure out how I can remove myself from the conversation. Like I, I don't necessarily want to hear um, you know, from the, from the tenant, if they have like, uh, whatever, a problem, a complaint or whatever, like, I, I, I mean, I don't want it to go unheard, but I just don't want to necessarily be the one always taking those kinds of calls because I'm trying to do other things, build, build out the portfolio, renovate more properties. And so what I did, um, this goes back about a year and a half ago or so I first started, um, looking for, a property management firm that might be able to come in and do just some basic um, maintenance, like reactive style maintenance for me so that I, I could still be kind of the, the face of being the landlord, the property owner, the tenants are still going to know me. They're still going to pay their rent to me, but I wanted to give them an opportunity to, you know, when they have, a, a, if they have an urgent issue or a non-urgent issue, just to give them a, a path where they could go to get the answers or get the help they need. And so that was kind of this the, the idea that I had, and I and I kind of pitched it to a property management company and said, you know, would you create an offering like this? And they did, um, and so we kind of came up with an agreement, and uh, we 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 put that in place for um, for a bunch of our properties as a test run, and I kind of learned from there what I liked and what I didn't like about that type of a model. Um, I learned that I still. I, I feel like I need to have my eyes on the property at least every month or so, just even if it's a drive by, I want to see what the property looks like. Is there anything that's concerning? Like, you know, once in a while you'll drive by a property and they'll have like, you know, a bunch of car tires sitting on their front lawn. Like that's not good, right? Like I don't, I don't want my houses in neighborhoods to look like the standout as the rentals, right? I want them to look like nice properties. So I was I feeling like I was missing that subjective analysis a little bit of, of the properties. And then even when um, when a property manager were to go inside the unit to do a furnace filter change, for example, um, you know, that's the opportunity for you to get eyes inside and just have a peek around. Like, how is this place looking? Is there does it smell like they're growing weed in here? Whatever. Right? Like all those are the kinds of things that like, I just need to know, right? I, I just want to know those things. So yes, I'm a control freak, I guess, proving it to everybody here. Um, so anyways, fast forward a little bit. Um, uh, my, my story changed in terms of I, um, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but I, my family relocated. We were living in the GTA. We, we moved out to uh, the Belleville Napanee area. So that kind of was a catalyst for how are we going to deal with these properties that we own in Hamilton and in Niagara? Because we have a handful in each of those markets. And I, because I'm now three or so hour, three hours away, let's say, from some of those properties, I really wanted to get on top of it and solve it proactively before we moved. And so what I did is I decided that I was going to bring the service in-house. And so I, I wrote up a job description for this unicorn candidate, like a persona of somebody that I thought would be perfect for what I, what I would want to have somebody looking after my properties. 
Um, and I described this person as a part-time or, or I should say semi-retired um, former contractor kind of person um, that is, you know, got time on their hands and looking for something to get them out of the house once in a while, right? They're handy enough. They can do things. Um, they can communicate and they're friendly. I, so I had some kind of things, checklist items in my mind of what I was looking for. So I wrote up a job description. I put it on a few different job boards and uh, I had, I don't know, 15 or so applicants. One of them was like the unicorn. And uh, I knew it right away when I saw, when I saw his, uh, like the communication that came back and I said, do you have a resume? Didn't have a resume. He was retired. Like, well, I don't have a resume. What are you talking about? Right. But clearly he was bored because he was surfing like job boards or something. Um, so we had a chat and, um, um, liked it immediately. My wife and I went to meet him then at a, at a Tim Hortons, <clears throat> had a coffee with him and we knew right away. This, this is the guy. This is exactly who I had in my mind when I wrote this job description. And, uh, and so we agreed to go like on a, on a let's, let's test this out. So we, uh, we said, well, we're going we're gonna to hire you part-time. So we just agreed on a, a flat fee per month that we would pay him. And we just outlined what our expectations were going to be. So we said, you know, we'd like you just to do a drive by the properties. Uh, here are the addresses. Here are the names of the tenants. Uh, do a drive-by once a month. Uh, you can go more if you happen to be in town. He's like he's local, so if you're around, just drive by. Let us know if you see anything that's a red flag. Let us know. Um, once a quarter, we'd like you to go into the properties, like inside. And that's your, you know, the under the 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 reason being, you got to do the furnace filter change. You got to check the smoke detectors, um, and it's just an opportunity for you to walk inside, talk to the tenants. Use that as an opportunity to get feedback from the tenants. Is there anything we could be doing better? Is there anything we could improve on? Is there anything you're worried about in the house? So that we can get on top of maintenance things before they become a problem. Um, and then also when there is a problem, like, so first example, two weeks ago, um, I had a tenant say my vanity fell off the wall. This is a basement bathroom. And it was one of these floating vanities that we had installed. Well, clearly it wasn't installed very well because it fell off the wall. Wow, that's unreal. I don't know what they were doing on the vanity, but anyways, let's just say it fell. And uh, <laughs> we don't want to know. We don't. We don't want to know. know. Oh, everybody um, out there is like imagining now. I'm just gonna die. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice, nice. It was brand new unit, like a 42 inch vanity floating. And um, so they, they, you know, uh, the normal processes. They typically would send me an email or text, and they let me know, hey, this is busted or whatever. So I reached out to our guy. He zips over there literally like that day. He checks it out, says, yeah, the whole thing wasn't properly fastened to the studs in the wall. Da, 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 da. He was like, but no worries. I got my trailer with me. I got all the stuff. I'll, I'll refasten it. Um, and, he, and he just took care of the problem, right? And it was just like, ah, see, this is amazing because what, didn't, what I didn't have to do is then, you know, get somebody in like a property manager to go assess the problem and then go find a contractor to, to then schedule a time with the tenant to go back in and solve it, right? It was done in one shot. So Mr. Friendly, I call him my hybrid property manager, but he's kind of a handyman guy, right? But he's but I'm calling him my property manager. He shows up, he, he, he talks to the tenants, um, has a look, he's got, he, he drives around with his truck and tools, he solves the problem on the spot, he calls me up as soon as he's done, it's all taken care of, you know, wasn't that much money, you know, uh, for like I had to buy some lumber or whatever it was to secure it properly. And, uh, and he goes, oh, by the way, Scott, you should know that um, 
there, there's a bit of a smell of a, a cat litter box in that house. And like, this is the first time he'd been into that unit because he was just getting started. And he, he first time he went into that unit. So he let me know that. I was like, see, this is exactly what I needed to hear, right? Because I was, that's the stuff I was never getting in the past is I, I, I want to know, is there anything I need to be just aware of? Because, you know, the next time I have a vacancy in that apartment, for example, we'll all know that, okay, I'm going to have to bring an ozone machine or something and maybe get to clean up the cat smell and maybe it's got to be repainted or whatever, right? Uh, as opposed to just like, you know, having a shock, you know, a year from now. Um, that's the kind of stuff that just gives me a bit of peace of mind and helps me sleep better at night, right? Knowing that you, know, you got all these properties, you got these people living in your properties. Um, I I was getting some some sometimes I get anxiety over these things. Like, what's what's going on in these places? Are they growing weed? Are they like you know they're doing illegal things in there? I don't know what they're doing. Um, and so helping helping to have you know give me that peace of mind by having somebody local because now I'm further away from those properties that can just be my eyes and ears around and be able to fix things for me for a flat fee that I'm paying him every month has been just a, it's been a game changer, right? Now it's, we're only on about month two and a half of this so far, right? But it's just, it's been great. And it has only been like two or three small incidents that, that have come up so far that I've dispatched him out to go take a look at, um, you know, and he's, He's but proactively driven by and he let me know some things that he said, oh, I noticed that when that eaves trough on that one house looks a little bit loose or something. So I'll make a note of that. And the next time I'm out, I'll just bring my tools there and I'll just, I'll just deal with that. Right. So I don't know. For may, maybe this was uh, maybe I just kind of stumbled into this idea that's going to be um, really helpful for me personally. But uh, and maybe that maybe listeners would think oh, I could maybe do something similar. I will tell you it's helped me. It's helped me feel a lot more comfortable managing properties that are farther away from home without completely just giving the keys to somebody else and say, you do it all. I don't want to hear from this place ever. Like I'm still involved, right? When I have a vacancy, I'm still going to be the guy that's going to um, post the, the, do the marketing for new tenants, screen new tenants. Uh, but then I will get my hybrid property manager man to actually do the showings, right? And then relay back to me what was his opinion on the, you know, four or five candidates that came through kind of thing. So so it's early days, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. You know, and I, if it works, if it works there, I might try to replicate the same model in the new markets that I'm investing in now, you know, Belleville, Kingston, Napanee, wherever, right? So yeah. Well I think I think it's a great model. Like so I similar to you, I have some duplexes. Mine are in Hamilton. And so what I've done, because I wanted to kind of take a step back from doing a lot of the work, I have a handyman. So, but I love how you're saying I have a hybrid property manager slash handyman, because I think uh, what I pay my handyman to go on site, take a look at a problem and fix it. Um, he's kind of like a contractor and I'm charging him contractor prices per visit. And I think yeah. what you've targeted is having that guy who's kind of in retirement looking maybe for some consistent income, not so much wanting to charge by the hour and, um, you know, and having that property manager kind of title for your company, uh, I think yeah. might be one cheaper and two more reliable and consistent because now there's a sense of responsibility for these units that they're taking on. And so I think, um, you know, your pride kicks in. It's not just a job. So it's, it's more, you know, relationship across all properties as opposed to just going in and fixing the toilet or going in and, you know, yeah. doing this one off. So I think, 
I think you're onto something here, Scott, which is why I kind of wanted to put it out there. Uh, wanted yeah. to talk about this on the podcast. I think it's great. Yeah, well, I think, um, so I, I would say that it exceeded my expectations so far. And uh, like to the point that when, when he first started and I said, okay, here's, here are the properties that I want you to, you know, have on your list. Um, he just said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll drive around and, and um, I'll introduce myself to your tenants. I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. I didn't really expect you to go, go that far right away, but he, he did that. And he dropped off business cards with all of them. Um, Cause he's like, he's a handyman guy, right? Like he does, he does a little bit of puttering around for friends and whatever. And he doesn't want to be too, too busy, but he does a little bit of work. So we gave them all cards and uh, he said, uh, you know, if you have any issues, just, just let me know directly. And, um, and then recently I had another, uh, he, he reached out to me and said, Oh, I, I have to go over to your own one property, lower tenant units got a problem with the GFI not working in their bathroom or something the, the electrical outlet probably just needs to be changed. So I'll, I'll, I'll just take care of that. I'm like, what you mean the tenant contacted you directly for that? I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is like mind blowing. This is amazing. <laughs> Now so, that's going to be um, hard for you because you're not going to be able to see everything that's going on. So that's going to be no, a little I know, bit of a long, challenge. As long as, um, as long as he kind of like, you know, shares what's happening, like that's kind of all I could ask for in a way. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, and, and it's, um, and it kind of, it kind of, it meets his criteria for what he was looking for as well, because, you know, I, I said to him, look, you, you, you make your own schedule, right? Like I, I just want to make sure that we're taking care of proactive things at the properties before they become a problem and any reactive things, you know, you'll, you can deal with those as well. But said, if you have time on a Saturday morning and you want to check out properties, you walk the perimeter of the lot. And if you see anything that's going to, you know, require some attention, just, just make a note of it. And maybe on a future visit, you can deal with it. Right. And, uh, and, and I think that's, um, that's, that's kind of like made sense to him. So, uh, yeah, so far, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, wow, this has been a game changer for me personally, like, uh, like not having to worry about, oh my goodness, something's going to happen. Like, you know, all the, like last night, there was a lot of rain that came through the Niagara region and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, so something's going to call me about a flood or something's going to happen. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm always kind of paranoid about. Um, but then I'm like, all right, well, what's worst case scenario. So we have a trickle of water or a little bit more water, you know, I'll get my guy, he'll help me out. You know, if we need to dispatch another trade. At least now I know there's somebody local that can be close by and, you know, and help deal with it and help interface with the tenants as well and make sure they feel okay about things. Right. So, yeah, so I'm happy with it so far. So good. Absolutely. So that sounds like a great plan. I think um, it comes with challenges though. Um, well, property managing comes with challenges when you're self-managing, especially I know you're a busy guy you're, you know, you're always buying new uh, bungalows and turning them into duplexes by creating a secondary suite. And so, you know, when you're self-managing, there is a time factor if the tenant mm -hmm. calls and they need you to do something. Like I had a tenant, by the way, you're talking about tenants not calling you. So I did, I also do, I don't do quarterly. I do semi-annual property visits. I do one in the spring, one in the fall. If I'm not there throughout the year, I'm at least there twice a, a year. And uh, yeah, I had a mm -hmm. tenant say to me, oh yeah, by the way, and I always ask, is there anything that, you know, might need to be addressed or is there, you know, and oh yeah, the toilet is leaking. And then she showed me, she said, oh, it was just a little tiny crack. And then I saw it and it was this massive, like, I, she, cause she had that blue stuff in the toilet tank and it was just gushing out of the <laughs> side. And I just wonder, like, I couldn't live with that. Like, um, so we assume people are going to tell us things right away, but they don't. So those uh, property visits are yeah. pretty important. 
Um, but had, anyway, yeah. Just I, had, I, kind of, I had the exact, exact thing at a property and uh, um, toilet, every, every flush of that toilet when the new water came in or something, it was a little bit of a trickle coming down and it got, it, it, it was the basement tenant that eventually told me, right? Because sure enough, the drywall is bubbling and stuff in the basement, right? Um, so yeah, in in future, I would love to be a little bit more proactive and catch that kind of thing. So I, as I've asked my guy when he goes in, um, you know, those like check all the plumbing connections, right? And under the sinks, check the toilet, just look for any signs of dampness or moisture or whatever. And then if because sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So let's let's make sure mm-hmm. we get on top of that before it becomes a problem. Um, yeah, so that's uh, those are those are good ones to catch before they become uh, problematic. Especially when it comes to water, because it just does so much damage. I hate but water. But yeah, I think. Yeah. But I think um, you know, I, I'm curious to ask you with you know setting up the, um, I guess the payment structure. You're paying him X amount a month. Does that entail a certain amount of hours, or up to a certain amount of hours? And then if he goes over that, then you'll you'll compensate yeah. him more. So not, we have not done that. So we, what we did is we just outlined in the job description, what, what the tasks are that we would expect, but we did say, we, we did say, you know, you keep track of it, right? Like we're, we're going to be reasonable with this. If you find that you're spending way more time than is, that it makes sense for you personally and, and you know, what you want to be compensated per hour, then we're going to revisit it. Um, but I erred on the side of paying more just to, so that I think that, there will be some months where, you know, he does next to nothing other than gets in his mm-hmm. truck and drives town for, you know, an hour um, and, and still gets the same pay. Right. So my hope is that I've simplified it in a way where it becomes kind of a flat rate. And he knows that'll be some months where there's nothing going on. And there'll be other months where maybe he's a little bit busier. Um, but I said, I don't, I never want this to be a friction point. So if you ever feel like, um, like you're putting in too much time for the pay that we're giving you, then we'll revisit that. If, assuming we're all happy with the, with the relationship. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, so we'll see, but I mean, I, we're going to be flexible. I think that's the key. And I think the dealing with like a property management company does this for you, but I think maybe would you say one of the challenges is property management companies has so many units to take care of that like yourself, I'm very attention to detail. And I, you know, and I also like a higher level of communication. My property managers don't like me because I want to know about everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're used to just going in and taking care of things. And I'm a little bit more, I guess, because like yourself, I'm a full-time investor and I do this. And so, and I manage my own property. So I want to know everything that's going on. So, um, but I think it's, it's hard because that attention to detail that we ask for, we we have a hard time getting from property management companies when it comes to the vetting process, say, or, you know, getting quotes, multiple quotes for a job, for a maintenance job, um, and just yeah. in that communication. Do you find doing it this way is um, filling those gaps for you? Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that is probably the main reason why I wanted this approach in the first place, right, is, is because... So I've never, I've never made the decision to do the, you know, pay for full property management because I was always that, that was a concern that I had, which was, um, yeah, I, I, I do have a high attention to detail and I do want to, I do want to know most things that are happening at the property. I don't just want to be, you know, uh, treated as, you know, I'm, 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 
this is a unit that you're managing amongst hundreds of other units, right? And so um, I just had a sense that, it, uh, yeah, and, and based on conversations with other investors who go through property managers a lot because they're not happy with the service level. So get rid of that one, bring in a new one. I, mean, I can just see it's a, con it's a theme that people go through, right? So I, rather than kind of experimenting with, you know, giving the keys over to a property manager and let, just letting them have everything, have full control, I thought, well, I know what I want. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to try to custom, like tailor the hire um, with this individual that I had in my mind that I think would deliver what I'm looking for. Because like I said, like I, I prefer to find my own tenants. I prefer to do my own scrutiny and, you know, screen them and build a relationship with them and then get them set up in there. That's what I want to do. I have you know, technology in place to make it easy to collect the rent. Like I put everybody on automatic um, pre-authorized payments and I just automate everything where I can. Um, so a lot of times the value a property manager tells us, oh, we're going to collect the rent for you and put it in your account. I'm like that's, that's no value to me. I've got, I've automated that already, but thank you very much. All I want is somebody to, to be responsive to tenant needs and make sure that they are content and make sure that they feel like we are on top of issues and make sure we're protecting the investment because we put a lot of renovation dollars in these buildings. I want to make sure that when I have to turn over the unit in maybe two or three years with new tenants, that I don't have to like spend, you know, $10,000 doing a bunch of uh, other stuff that I didn't know was becoming a problem along the way. If there is a problem, I want to catch it early enough, right? And deal with it proactively. Um, so anyways, I'm of the rationale for why I thought I wanted to still be kind of active in a way, but less active, right? So, um, yeah. I like how you're active, but not active because you got somebody else walking <laughs> through the property for you, which I love that. I yeah. might have to adapt, might have to adapt that, um, I mean, do you really like walking it. through? Do you like walking through your tenants' properties after they live there six months? I don't. I, I I just find that like I feel like I'm in their space and I'm like, oh, it's the scary landlord. I don't want. I don't even want to do it. I like, I I I like talking to them after afterwards and whatever. Like if I hear from them, that's fine. But I don't really love walking in their space and uh, you know I'm like, oh, what a mess. Why wouldn't they clean that up? And then I just feel like I'm judging them. I'd, I'd rather not be that person, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, for sure. No, there's some. To be honest with you, some I like walking through because I love how they set up the property and it looks great and they're taking care of it. And some others I'm like, oh my God, how am I going yeah, to take pictures? What have you done? Like, how am I going to re-rent this by taking pictures? Yeah. So, but you know, yeah, um, yeah no, it is what it is. I think, uh, I think as we evolve though, as real estate investors, time becomes more and more uh, valuable and more mm -hmm. scarce. And so mm -hmm. uh, finding somebody to delegate that to um is definitely something that is valuable and money well spent, but it also mm -hmm. puts a buffer, puts a buffer between, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but when you're the only person that's dealing with the tenants and they know you own the place, they'll like, I've had people tell me, you know, um, you, you know, is there any way we can lower the rent? Because they feel that they now have a relationship with me that I can lower the rent. So you yeah. kind of need to like, you know, they're like, okay, well, you know, I've been here and I take care of the place and, you know, and you'll never have a problem with me. And, and so they, I just find that when you're too hands-on or too close to your tenants, that it can become yeah, problematic. Yeah, your friends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I have, uh, I, I'll have the odd time where one tenant wants to confide in me about, you know, they want to dish some drama around like what's going on with the upper unit or whatever. And like, oh. Uh, 
I kind of want to hear what's going on, but like, I don't, I don't also want to get in the middle of this. And then you have to feel like you're playing sides and like, mm, no, like yeah, you, there needs to be a, a little bit more of a, a, a veil of professionalism, right. Or between you and the tenant um, with, without, but it's a fine line I want to walk. Right. Because I do find that a lot of the tenants that I get are, are people that are moving out of a building um, and the, and the faceless corporation property management company that was behind it. And they kind of like the fact that now they're in a house and all they know Scott and they get, there's something to be said for that too, but you do have to walk the line, right? Like I, you know, I need to make sure that we keep this property, you know, maintained and, you know, you need to pay your rent and still, it's still important that we do those things. Uh, but yes, I am a person. Uh, I'm not like some nameless corporation. Yes, I, I am part of a corporation, I guess, but like, I don't, I don't position it that way, if you know what I mean. So. Well, and I've actually had people walk through property. It's funny. They've come in to see a tent, see a showing or whatever. One of the bedrooms was a little bit smaller, so it didn't suit them. And we were outside and they're like, um, they, they, you know, before they told me, no, thank you. They said, can we have a moment? So they went down the driveway, they spoke and then they came back to me and they said, okay, um, well, this, this unit isn't really because of the small bedroom. It doesn't really meet our needs. And this is going to sound kind of silly, but, um, uh, we the unit doesn't work, but we want to rent from you. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. And that's exactly why. For exactly yeah. that reason. Because they, they trust you, know, you. Just, they like you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. through the process of showing them the unit. They saw how hands-on and proactive I was taking care of yeah. stuff. I told them like part of my vetting system and getting good tenants. And this yeah. also was on a duplex. So you know, that was all important to them. And, uh, and they just liked yeah. the whole system that I had in place, even just to get to the showing part. And so they said, yeah, we, you know, do you have any Thank other you. units? Yeah. I, it, it's funny to say that, like just yesterday, I got a text from a tenant that I've had for maybe we're on year two with them now. And, uh, it was like, it was one of these texts that said, let me know if you have a minute to chat. And I'm like, Oh, what's this? Oh gonna no. Be, right? like, it's one of those. And, yeah. uh, so anyways, I called her and, uh, and she said, um, yeah, we're just wondering if you had any other units that have a garage. Um, cause you know, we were talking and we really like where we are and we're going to stay here for at least a year, at least another year. They've already been a year or say at least another year, but we'd like to maybe rent our next place for a couple of years after that, but we needed to have a garage and we really want to stay with you. I'm like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> Oh, I don't have one right now, but um, I, I might. I do have the units with garage. They're all full right now. Um, but it was the same thing. Like, why do you, why do you want to stay with me? I mean, like, they, they just feel comfortable or something, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, it just, well, it just uh, it, it's business is personal, right? I think in your world and my world, we tend to, I mean, I, I'm buying a lot of distressed multis right now. Um, yeah. and so it really has highlighted for me. And I mean, you and I, we network with the same community and we're all, you know, uh, prideful about the properties we take care of. We put a lot of money into it. We vet for really good tenants to take care of the properties and that sort of thing. And, um, now walking through these distressed units, um, these distressed properties and some of the things that some of the landlords have done. Um, are mind blowing, but really have opened up my mind a lot to what some of these tenants suffer and go through mm. with some landlords who self-manage. And really, mm -hmm. they're just all about putting somebody in the unit, collecting the rent. And that's really mm. it. And there's really no maintenance. Um, mm -hmm. I took over a 
a property that had bed bugs, mice, and cockroaches. And so like the whole unit, everybody's gone now. We're just flipping the whole thing. It's getting fumigated. We're wrapping the outside. Like we're doing just so much to this property to bring it around. And the neighbors are loving it because now um, it's going to help the neighborhood and the value mm-hmm. of the properties. But um, it's really not hard to look like a good landlord when you have landlords like that. I mean, the landlord actually showed us a property. I put it uh, under contract blind. Um, then we went to do um, our property inspection report, which I really shouldn't have spent on because I see everything that's wrong with it just walking <laughs> through. But, uh, but anyway, so we, we go in and there was a storage unit uh, that was in addition and it was a storage. And the landlord, um, I said, oh, can we see in there? And he's like, oh, I don't have the key. Hang on. And he like broke the key, but he broke the lock and got us in. And I later found out as we were walking through the units, one of the tenants um showed us their unit and they're like yeah and we have that storage back there i go oh that's your storage <laughs> by the way by now the landlord left me the keys and left so there's it's just us walking through the property um anyway so it was a bit of a and i'm like um that's your unit yeah i go did you have a key for that lock and he goes oh yeah it's right here i'm like hmm okay we might have to figure something out because the landlord just like with a crowbar like broke the lot anyway so oh my goodness i happened to be with my contractor so it was fine we fixed it for him but i can't imagine just unlocking somebody's storage and leaving yeah. it unlocked like that anyway so yeah. there's a so I, i'm like hmm, okay well these people are gonna be really happy that i'm coming in i think because um yeah yeah to have to suffer through that um you own so many property. horror stories right so many yeah. bad stories, and, and uh, I, I don't know if you ever ever visit any of the tenants' Facebook groups. Um, I had to stop looking at them because they were, I don't know, depressing. But you just hear so many stories of like people mm-hmm. living just awful, awful conditions, and you know things broken and never getting repaired, and like um, you know, leaking faucets and broken toilets, and it's just it's crazy to me, right? Like. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think any of the people that that we associate with, like that are kind of like take their jobs seriously as as um, real estate investors. I mean, I I bend over backwards to get things fixed as quickly as possible, right? When I know there's an issue, because you don't you don't want to have that. It's a small community. You don't want people to like you know ruin your reputation or or whatever, right? And you want your tenants to have a good place to live. And I don't know. I I just I never really understood that either. But there's it's, there's no wonder why so many landlords have that really awful reputation and you see the you know, the greedy landlord moniker out there all the time it's because that there are people that are like that right just like give me the rent and you know leave me alone mm-hmm. well and you know what that's a landlord in my opinion there's a difference between a landlord and an investor i mean we're investing in these properties it's an investment we protect it like an investment and so uh, and I just think that's the difference between you know a landlord and an investor so i rarely yeah. refer to myself as a landlord um, but, uh, but at the end of the day, um, it, that's to, to your point though, I think that's why people want to rent to us because they see, oh, okay, you know, there's nightmare landlords out there, or I can rent from Danielle or Scott and be taken care of. So yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. the bar is set low for some people because it makes us look amazing, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but in any event, um, yeah, I really like the hybrid system that you put into place. I think I'm going to kind of implement that a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to stew on this and I'm going to come back to you as coining this because I mean, everybody, not everybody, a lot of people, a lot of investors have brought in property management into their mm-hmm. umbrella and have done vertical integrations like that. I've done it myself, but 
again, for, for, for me, and I think many other, there's more on the handyman level, not on a handyman slash property manager hybrid level. So yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to entertain this a little bit and I might actually yeah. steal your idea. <laughs> like why I not, like why it. not get you, it's like, why not get your handyman to show the unit to potential tenants, like be there for the showings. Like if, yeah. you, if you can find somebody that meets that criteria, then it, it can work. Right. Yep, so for sure. Maybe for I should, sure, sure. maybe I should franchise this model. I think, think you should. <laughs> I think you should. I'm sure you could probably, well, anyway, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I, as an entrepreneur, I always love going down rabbit holes and exploring new ideas. But this one is one I love. And I think this is one that a lot of our audience can take advantage of um, because as you start growing and, and going down that real estate investor journey and you evolve as a real estate investor and getting more and more properties, time does become an issue and just mm -hmm. having having you know to to uh, take these phone calls and man these tasks small tasks that somebody else can do for you i think it's, uh, it's really important to delegate that so yeah, thank yeah. you so much scott to my audience i want to say if you like the show if you like what you're hearing don't forget to hit the like button. You can subscribe if you want to get notified of um, the next shows when they come released. Just hit the subscribe button. And don't forget to share if there's somebody else that um, somebody else that you think might um, might be able to take advantage of the information that we're sharing here. I do appreciate your support, guys. Without the audience, there is none of this. And of course, without you, my guest, Scott. I appreciate you always coming in. Thanks again for coming back. Uh, with that, this is Danielle Chason signing off for the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. And this is where real people are doing real estate. Bye for now, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value, as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you are looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support, and we'll see you on the next episode.